Well, Christine, welcome to Live Your Life with Purpose podcast. I'm uh, really extremely excited to connect. We've known each other for a few years when uh, uh, I came into the Hanover and you were, uh, at the time, you were the Chief Human Resources Officer. And then we reconnected uh, after I started working for myself and and you were working for yourself. And I, you know, I just wanted to connect and uh, we've had some great conversations since. And so really excited to kind of just talk to you a little bit more with regards to one, just who you are, uh, you know, who you were before you started coaching and kind of now who you are after coaching. Cause I think that as we've talked, uh, you know, there's not necessarily two different people, but certainly have, um, you know, really take a, taking a deliberate change for yourself, which is fantastic. And so really excited to kind of, uh, uh, you know, talk about a lot of different topics. But one thing that I really want to talk about, uh, a lot of people have been going through a lot this past year. And so certainly as a mom of of four, right? Three bir- three boys and a girl, right? Two of them twins. Uh, what has this past life, you know, this past year been like for you? Thank you, Scott, and thank you so much for inviting me today. I'm excited to talk with you. Well, um, actually, it's triplets, so don't. Oh, are they the triplets? One. Yes. No, I, I uh, thought it was twins. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Um, but this year has been, you know, I have nothing to complain about, to tell you yeah. the truth, because there's been so many hardships this year for people that um, I feel blessed that we've been able to really see the the highs through the pandemic, spending a lot more time together as a family. Um, we're all in good health, knock on wood. And, um, you know, business has been good. So we have not had the difficulties that some of my clients have, have undertaken, but yeah. Yeah. But you know, the, um, this past year for so many has been focused on just an inflection point in life. Mm -hmm. And, um, in a way, on the positive side, this was given everyone an excuse to kind of pause and take a look at what's going on and say, mm-hmm. okay, in my personal life, you know, am I taking care of myself? You know, what kind of relationships do I have in, in this in this life? Um, am I communicating well with the right people? Who, who do I miss? Because I can't see them. Um, right. And then on the professional side a lot about my career you know where is my career going who am i working for who am i working with is this Mm -hmm. where i want to go bigger picture longer term so you know it's um i do this every year now since um i guess starting 2018 is when Mm. i really stopped and paused and you know i always helped people put goals together for work year after year after year. And um, as you know, I'm a recovering workaholic. So I had kind of, you know, one path, which was very career focused, you know, focused on being successful. And um, I woke up one day and realized that there's way more to life, especially when you're living life with a more intentional purpose, than you know, just trying to be successful. Um, you know, what's amazing is, is that I talk to a lot of people who have this schedule and this routine for work and they plan things out and they plan their weeks out. 
Um, but then when you start talking to them about personally, what they, how do they do that for themselves? It's like, oh, you know, I never even thought about doing that, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's, and it's just, it, it's so, um, it's such a common thing for people to, you know, work, work, work. And then when they're out of work, it's like the escape. And so I don't want to, uh, I just, I don't want to think about anything that could potentially be work related, but, um, but this is the fun stuff. Like this is, this is the things that, you know, you get to understand what gives you joy, what gives you happiness, what brings you happiness, you know? Um, and so, yeah, so it's critical for folks to really just take that pause regardless of where they are. And, you know, certainly corporate life is, is, is that for a lot of different folks, but there's still a way to, to balance all of that. Yes, I mean, each year when I sit down with my clients in January, we put the goals together. We talk about three to five personal goals and three to five professional goals. And mm -hmm. I have this um, life wheel that I use with them. It's, it's sort of ranking your life on the spiritual aspects and the educational aspects and um, family, you know, self-care, wellness, all of those things, because the one of the journeys that I went through and, and try to use my experience in my practice is, you know, growing the emotional intelligence of like all of the different aspects of life mm. and having more intention around those eight segments that I speak about is so helpful because then, you know, thinking about you probably talk about this all the time. Like, what, what am I doing in this life anyway? Like, why am I here? Yes. Like, like what am I what spending is, what my purpose? Yeah. What am I spending my time life? on? Right. 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 It's, um, it's really healthy to think about that every now and then, because I use, I use the previous year and goals as one point of the input. And then I think big picture, like what path are we on? So mm. then what does 2021 need to look like to help me get on that path? Yeah. Yeah. And so while you were in this, uh, you know, kind of corporate life and you had your head down and you were, you know, uh, certainly achieving a lot and moving, you know, through an HR, you know, kind of progression very quickly, um, and, you know, and got to that top rank within a very short period of time you know, were there, were there parts that you look back that were a little bit neglected and probably including a little bit of yourself? <laughs> um, definitely, but... definitely. <laughs> um, well, I would tell you that I think this started early with me, you know, I was the first child, right. And I was mm. um, constantly seeking, I was, I was just generally very ambitious, right. That was just in my blood. And I think I was constantly seeking to be, um, you know, to have good grades and to get ahead and to be successful for whatever reason, whether, whether I was doing this because my parents taught me to do that, or I thought that was the right thing to do. Or I thought that was mm -hmm. my identity. And, you know, like my, like my dad, he worked for UTC for 38 years. And then he retired and he never worked again. And that's when he started having fun. Mm. And that's what I was sort of trained. Like, no, you work hard, you go to college, you do this, you do that. And then, oh yeah, then you retire and you enjoy your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I woke up one day realizing, well, 
Well, what about people that retire and then get sick or they don't even get to retirement and they're like, I don't want to be miserable for 38 years mm -hmm. before I yeah. start enjoying life. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I started to change my mind about that, that plan. Yeah. Yeah. I had that realization. It kind of slapped me in the face with, you know, losing both of my parents at an early age. After I lost my mother, it was just, you know, you're sitting back and doing some reflecting and thinking about, okay, well, you know, my father passed at 45, my mother passed at 66, and here I was 40 years old. And did I, was I doing things intentionally? Was I, you know, like, what had I done with that first 40 years, you know? Um, and it just realized that a lot of it was just left to chance. And uh, I no longer wanted to just exist. I wanted to start understanding, you know, when I got, when the hair in the back of my neck, you know, stood up while I was in the shower thinking about a thought, like, what was I now going to do with those things? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, you, you find yourself in some pretty surreal moments because you, you want things for yourself, but it's pretty scary to take that leap. And so having that structure and that kind of corporate corporate feel, which is very secure, right? Like, you know, that you do a good job and then I can keep progressing. And then I've got all of these different things, but then to, to leave that behind um, at that level, you know, is, is certainly a very scary thing. How was, how was that decision for you? Well, it was really scary because most people thought I was losing it or crazy, you know, because, um, Again, they only knew me as the corporate working all the time, Christine. Yeah. And I think I did a pretty good job of <clears throat> hiding how unhappy or unfulfilled I was and realizing that, yes, maybe there's certain parts of my life that are successful, but when I really sat down and someone asked me about like my hobbies, what did I enjoy doing? And realizing that one, I had no time to do anything else, right? Mm. I was either working or spending a, a small amount of time with my children, which was not enough for me. Sure. They, and um, actually, this is what happened. I actually was working with an executive coach and he had me assess my time. So mm. he had me go through this uh, tool where he had me look back at the month and kind of record all of the stakeholders and things that I had to do both work-wise and personally and mm -hmm. where I was spending all my time. And then he said, all right, I want to, I want you to calculate, you know, what time do you wake up in the morning? What time do you go to bed? How much time do you have? What do you want to be doing? Mm -hmm. What should you be doing for the goals that you have in all different kinds of areas? Add those that, things yeah. to the list too. But when I looked back and I saw how little time I was spending on my children, mm. myself, my relationship, my friends, my family, things that really mattered, like giving back to the world. Yeah. I was kind of horrified. I was like, what am I doing with my time? Yeah, it really becomes an awakening experience when you start to think that I like to use kind of like a glass jar analogy, right? Like if you, 
if you intentionally put your priorities in first, then you can just add everything in later. But if you, if you don't and you put everything else in first, then you'll never be able to make room to make time for those things that, that truly give you energy, you know? And, right. and so that's really where, you know, I found myself is that like, I wasn't taking care of myself. So I really didn't have much energy for everyone else. And then if I'm not thinking about who I want to be and how I want to act in different situations, then I'm not really making any progress, nor am I really holding myself up to this account of this, this, this place of, you know, what I want for myself. Um, and then if I'm not writing any of this down, then I don't have the ability to then understand any of my progress because I can't look back because if I look back, just thinking about how I did, I'm going to do fantastic. You know, I'm, I'm certainly not going to do horrible because I won't let myself kind of feel that way. And, and our perception of reality versus reality is, is often distorted. And so um, having that ability to kind of, put those things out and define things for yourself is, is really, is critical. Like you said, and just understanding what do you want for yourself? Yes. And I, I totally believe that you, um, you can put boundaries on your time. So let's just say like the corporate world was right for me. Um, mm-hmm. and I wanted to work there having those boundaries of when you work and then inserting into your calendar, those times for self care, mm-hmm. or giving back or, you know, with your passion, because let's face it, everybody needs to pay their mortgage also. Right. Yeah. And um, so there's just realities of life where there are certain things you have to do. And then there's certain things you can do. And the fun thing is, is that taking care of yourself and spending time with family doesn't have to be mutually exclusive, right? Exactly. Like you love to go skiing, your kids are, are skiing, so you can take care of yourself. You can, you can spend time on your mountain. You're, you're there by yourself. Maybe you're listening to music. Maybe you're in your thoughts, but your children are, your children are still with you. Your, you know, your husband's still there. Like as an, as a family, you can now do these things and you start to start to be able to add all of these different components, which allows you to, to gain energy um, and still fill this bucket of, 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 of things that you want for yourself. I, I always talk to um, people that are in, you know, just different stressful in their mind, stressful situations, right? They have a lot of work to do. They, they feel that they need to spend a lot of time doing that. And they don't think about self-care at all. In mm. fact, that to them is so counterintuitive, right? They're like, I have to, I have to do all this because I have to work and I have to work harder and harder and more and more and many, 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 many hours. And it's really interesting when they, they start to experiment with adding even one hour of self-care into their day mm-hmm. or, you know, in their week, adding a couple of hours of self-care, they kind of realize, wow, like, I actually have so much more energy. I'm so much more positive. I can think clearly. I have ideas, right? Because I'm they're giving themselves the space to have that idea. Mm-hmm. And they're and, like, oh wow. 
And I also think that sometimes we we forget, we get too wrapped up in providing that we sometimes forget to teach because, um, you know, as a parent, there's, you know, you want to provide, you want to do all of these things, but then also, you know, give your, give your children this healthy, you know, uh, um, habit of relieving their stress. One of the, I was talking to somebody and she was like, oh, COVID came and I immediately wanted to protect the family. And so I just kind of hunkered down and I stopped taking care of myself a little bit. And though she had a great routine, but it stopped for a little bit. But then she was just like, oh no, let's go out. You guys can ride your bike and I'll just run behind you. And there's different things. So we need this outlet for stress because otherwise we start to behave in a way that we don't really enjoy. It's not really who we want to be. And so if we don't have an outlet for stress, just right, finding something that gives you some, some joy, right. And then having, um, you know, sometimes your kids will follow more than likely they have some semblance of your personality. So if you enjoy it, they may enjoy it as well. And now you're, you're helping teach them to, to have an outlet for, for themselves and, and for their stress. Yeah, I mean, this is an exercise that I like to do with people, no matter the age, right? And sometimes I'm doing this with 50 or 60 year old people, really writing down the 10 things that give them the most energy, that mm. really recharge them, like reminding them that, oh, yeah, I, I do like yoga, or I do like reading books, I do like yeah. spending time with friends, you know, because they've kind of given those things up. Mm -hmm. And once they start realizing, okay, these are the things, like these are the examples, like massage therapy. There are people that really, like, they get so much energy and relaxation mm -hmm. out of a massage or a yoga class or going for a run or reading a book by themselves. Um, other times it's like music and art, like people that have that artistic um, mm -hmm. gene in them. And there are people that have really shut that off, but that is such a revitalizer for them. Yeah. And, you know, again, the more they do it, the more they love it and the better they are and the better that they are then at other things. So it's, it's really fascinating. You know, and I think that, you know, people just talk about naturally, um, you know, when they talk about stress, you know, relief, it, it's always going to a place of like, physical fitness, right? Go for a walk, go for a hike, all of those different things, which are fantastic. Um, but for some people, some of that comes with just what you were saying, right? Like reading a book, spending some downtime, or maybe doing some writing or uh, whatever it might be. But that's a, that's, a, that's a great point to make is just that we're all unique and we're all different. So what we're going to find for ourselves that give us energy is going to be completely different. So don't follow somebody else, follow, you know, what gives you energy. Yeah. And also it's, it's, um, it's nice to ask other people about that too, because they give you ideas and then you can yeah. experiment with those. Um, for example, through the pandemic, what I also realized is like, I'm a birder, but I never knew that. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so I'm not going to tell you I could I could name all the birds or listen to every sound and tell you what yeah. kind of bird it is. I do have a friend that can do that. It's really impressive. But I was able to go on a hike with him and some other birders mm. and kind of observe them 
watching the birds and learning about it. And it was like a whole new world opened up for me. And it's such a peaceful experience, right? Just even sitting outside listening to birds, like if if you need to relax for a little bit, that's one thing that's a great way to just sit in some sun and listen to the birds. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. Yeah. So, um, you know, because I do know people that really don't have any hobbies. And um, when I ask them, it kind of throws them off, right? Because they're like, what do you mean? Like, what's my hobby? In fact, I was having this conversation re recently with um, a woman who she's a stay at home mom, or she was for 18 years. And she said that every time she went to a party, the first thing that people would ask her is, so what do you do for a living? Right, because right? that's the definition of who we are as an individual. Right, and, um, <laughs> and oh, by the way, in Europe, that's like the last question that they would well, ask. Well, because, right? you know, realistically, right, we're so much more than the position that we hold, but that's where kind of the American thing is like, oh, let me immediately put you into this place so that I know how to you know, maybe treat you or what respect to give you or anything like that. It's which, uh, which yeah. subconsciously, I think, is why people do work so much. Exactly. Right? Because it's nobody wants to feel a certain way based on what we do. But maybe we enjoy what we do. And, you know, we're not obsessed with something else that somebody else is. And that's fine. It's just right. yeah, to each their yeah. own, as long as it's intentional. Exactly. Right? Right. Exactly. And so, um, you know, I, I love I love the title of this podcast, because when I think about living life with purpose, I think it's all about with intention. You know, mm -hmm. where are you going? Why are you doing this? And it's it's so close for me. The breakthrough really happened when I started thinking about what my gifts were. Yeah. You know, like. And, and I try that with with a lot of my career transition clients or career management clients. It's like it's that whole like bigger question of what do you want to do when you grow up? It's kind of like really understanding what are your strengths and gifts mm -hmm. and when you're giving those back to the world and other people need exactly what you're giving. Right. Because that's who you are, what you do. That's like where the magic happens. It's such where the magic happens. And, 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 I, and I appreciate you saying that because that's exactly why I started this. I always felt like, you know, we all have something inside of us that is special. Uh, and I believe that each and every single one of us has something special inside of us to give to this world. Um, you know, everyone has a hard life. Everyone has things that are very difficult for them that they have to deal with. Others have certainly a lot more, you know, adversity and a lot more things that they've had to overcome, but being able to overcome them, you know, makes you into this individual that now you're supposed to, you know, kind of present to the world. And I really feel like we're supposed to understand that for ourselves so that we can really help everyone that we can really, um, you know, just give that to other people so that, so that they can find their thing and, and, and give that to others. And, and the more that we, the more that we do that, the less we're focused on what somebody else is doing. There's no jealousy of what somebody else has um, because you're able to just 
you're still focused on the things that give you joy. And so you're no longer, if somebody has something else that, you know, maybe is more than what you have, that's fine. I don't really want that. I want this. And so that's really where the power comes in, but it takes a lot to get there. I mean, it's a, it's a hard place to get to. There's a lot of accountability that we have to work through. And I think that having support is really the key. Have you always found that you've had like a supportive group or did you surround yourself with a supportive group or what was like that? What was that like for you? You know, um, I would say that when I made a transition to becoming a coach and having my own business, I really had to create my own support system. Yeah. Yeah, is everybody in my world what or, you know, they were my support system in, in kind of the corporate world, right? But I had to recreate it. And I also realized that I was missing so much support that I could have had mm. even before. So mm. what I mean by that is like, just like the power of networking. You know, I find that when you, again, when you're living life with purpose and you're doing things that you love or you have an interest and a passion in, you tend to meet people with those similar passions. Or if you, if you aren't meeting those people, go find them. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Because there's a whole world out there. The energy attracts, you know, this world is made up of energy uh, and that energy just, you know, attracts and, and there's, there's going to be lots of different opportunities. There's going to be lots of different things that come in and out of your life, but it's for you to explore that path and see whether or not it's bringing you towards exactly what you want. But if you don't know, I think that that's often in times where we get, people get a lot are frustrated, right? Because we don't know what those steps are. We don't know exactly what we want for our end game. And when we don't know what we want for our end game, it's really hard to put things in place in order to get there. And that end game may change. That end game may evolve as you, as you continue to evolve. Um, but you have to start somewhere, right? Like, in, 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 do you help people with trying to define that end game? Yeah, I mean, um, it, sometimes it's a really quick conversation because they have like their life goal written down and they're like, let me just read it to you. Right. <laughs> it's, like, it, it's like a step-by-step process. And I think it does really start to the point of self-care earlier. It does really start with, um, that mindfulness about who you are, who you want to be what you enjoy doing, what your strengths are, what frustrates you, what don't Mm -hmm. you enjoy, right? So a lot of times early in my um, coaching relationships or my relationships with anyone, it's kind of like working through some of that. And sometimes that's really the assignment, you know, that I'm working with someone on is like helping them peel that apart and helping them like just get really clear on mm-hmm. who they are and want to be and what they want to do next. And then we can go through all the options because there's always options, right? There's always options. Yeah. There's always a kind of a, an avenue to choose. And, and, uh, and that's the fun part about it that I think, um, you know, as adults, we often get very, um, uh, uh, we're afraid to, to try new things and take a first step. Me for myself, uh, starting this podcast, it was, you know, something that I had thought about, but 
I kind of put it off for a little while. And then once I did, it was like the second step is so much easier. Um, but, you know, trying new things, ex, you know, having that exploration, we all have it as a kid, right? We're finding out what we like, what we don't like, but we kind of lose that a little bit as adults. And I think that it's important to do that. What type of, um, other than skiing, what type of fun stuff do you do you like to do for, for, for yourself? So, um, you know, it's funny. I, I could walk in previously to any like boardroom and have a conversation. Doesn't matter to me what level anybody was, you know, yeah. all levels. Um, but when it came to like personal life, like walking into like the tennis club and talking to someone or, or um, you know, joining a team or something like I didn't realize how much I missed mm. being on the team, right? Mm. Like, competing in sports in a fun way right yeah and so i've taken up tennis and golf as well and um i'm always looking for the next thing so um and i just joined the rotary here in my town and um it's just what i realize is there's this like amazing community that i live in that I haven't really completely fully engaged or had the opportunity to meet these amazing people. I cannot believe I've been living here 14 years and I'm just like, I'm covering all this kind of specialness right here, like a mile or two away from me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know that's, it's, uh, it's, it's nice to be able to have some of that time to free up to, you know, to do some of that and, and intentionally spend your time, you know, where you want to. Um, one other thing before I know we've got uh, just a couple of minutes, but I wanted to just talk to you also about um, uh, just some other things. I know that you are, are big into nutrition. Uh, I know you do a lot of yoga. I'm a yoga. I, I love yoga myself. Uh, so, um, you know, as far as nutrition, you know, I, I I think that you also coach folks. I mean, you know, how do you, how do you help folks with, you know, just with that nutrition piece, because it really, it's amazing what happens and how you feel when you start paying attention to what you eat as well. Yes. Um, so a couple of things for me, it's what I've, what I've realized about myself. Um, I turned 50 last year and I, I, I realized a couple of things. One, I had a breakthrough about my eating habits. Mm. You know, I had unfortunately been on a diet since I was about 12 years old. So um, I had this really um, unhealthy relationship with food and dieting, yeah. self-image. And I was really, I was not very nice to myself, right? Mm. I was way, way nicer to other people about who they are and just accepting everyone for what they are, but not really myself. So that was a big breakthrough that I've had um, recently. And now what I, what I do is what I've realized when I feel the best is when I'm eating kind of whatever I want, but in small quantities, Yeah. Um, low sugar, low carb. Um, I've been eating, I actually eat better or feel better when I'm in a more of a plant-based diet, even though for so many years, um, I had people like trying to push all kinds of meat protein down into me because they told me that was going to give me like the ultimate, you know, physical (laughs) fitness. 
And like, oh, I can't even contemplate eating another piece of chicken. Like, I, I don't know if I'll ever, I won't be eating chicken for a really long time, mostly because of all the chicken I thought I had to consume at one point in my life. <laughs> but um, for me, it's really about, it's really about the proper nutrition, like the proper micronutrients, macronutrients. I'm I'm a big fan of proper supplementation in terms mm -hmm. of, um, you know, omegas, um, in terms of just getting all of the, like vitamin D, magnesium. Um, I take a supplement to reduce um, oxidative stress into my body. Yeah, you and um, me both. I'm a huge believer in sleep. So anything yeah. to anything that's natural to help me sleep better is a really good thing because I'm if I get less than seven hours of sleep consistently, I'm kind of a nightmare, mm. you know, both yeah, no, and to others. But when I get <laughs> sleep, I'm a rock star and everybody wants to hang out with me. So that's um, great. It's it's amazing what sleep does for my body. I know some people can live off like many less hours than I can. But like, it's all about like, I do a lot of meditation. I like to really think about like, what am I feeling right now? Yeah. You know, sometimes I need like something crunchy to eat. Sometimes I need something sweet and I just try not to go overboard. Yeah. It's just all about being mindful with everything. Yeah. It doesn't have to, yes. it doesn't have to end. And so I love that. Uh, I think that this is a, a, probably a great time for us to, uh, uh, to wrap things up. And so really, you know, I appreciate you taking time to, uh, to come on, uh, you know, again, every conversation that we have, I always enjoy. And uh, we have some similar viewpoints on a lot of things, which is, uh, which we could make, uh, I, I probably, we probably could have got on four other different topics if we had the time. <laughs> so uh, uh, until the next time. Back. Let's keep talking. Yes, absolutely. Well, listen, thank you so much. And uh, we will talk soon. Thank you for everything, Scott. Take care. Bye now. Bye.